Welcome down to the swab with Georgie Carroll. We all know nurses have the best stories, so why don't you come have a listen? My guest today has come straight from her other day job. So obviously we always have health professionals, uh, but we also have nurses with good stories or nurses who are good stories. And this is a nurse I used to work with. Welcome. Are you ready to pop? Um, yes. Welcome to the to the swap, Sasha Clifton. You, oh, how good is that sound? I don't care whether you're listening at breakfast or in the evening. I love that pop sound. That was obviously Prosecco you've gone for. You've bought oh, us Prosecco. Nice. Uh, now, hang on. Let me check. What did I bring? I you bought us I bought us a, a Crozer. Yeah. Um, I haven't had permission to actually say who I really do work for. Oh, so yeah. We'll, we'll leave that I, out. I work for a well-known... And then the other noise you can hear is me trying to get off because we're, uh, we're on very high chairs. That's what they kind of... Falling off and by the end is what's happening. So, uh, yeah, you just got a clue there. Sasha is somebody I used to work with in intensive care. At a hospital we're probably not allowed to name. There she goes. It's like you've never poured a glass before. She's dribbling. She's dribbling. <laughs> this is a great start to the podcast. So she's a nurse that I used to work with. Um, and both of us, as most nurses do, had a good side hustle uh, that has for both of us turned into a career so mine obviously being comedy hers you look at any if you're a young nurse listening to this any nurse over i would say 35 if they've been doing it 10 years will have some weird little side hustle outside of work that is a passion that does not depend on fixing on anyone or any someone will make a hat be a hat maker or they'll breed cockatoos or whatever but yours sasha I'm now a winemaker. You're now a winemaker. I am. Yes, well, because we're obviously in lovely Adelaide, which, if you're not from this part of the world, you'll know Jacob's Creek. That would be one of our famous ones. What other wines have we got that are international that you can mention? Well, I mean, you've always got the the basic buy-off-the-shelf, as you will know, in in the... um, in the offy, as we used to call it in London mm-hmm. when I lived there. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's always the Jacobs Creek, the Yellowtail. Um, oh, God. You don't work for Yellowtail before I talk about Yellowtail, do no, you? No, 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 or Jacobs oh, Creek. Oh, I can drink anything but that stuff. Oh, my, it's just every every primary school raffle. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I, I don't know, it's just... Uh, like anything, I usually think sec- second bottle in, even if you... If you're a drinker, you'll know that the second bottle doesn't really matter most of the time. Always drink a good bottle first. Yeah. Wine so, tip number one. Wine tip number one. They do, that, I'd, I knew that you'd become a winemaker. Let's start with the bit that, because your side hustle before winemaking was pretty intriguing. You were what we call a fitness model first yes. outside of work. Yes. So I've hung up my bikini for now. So a fitness model, because I didn't even know how to land on the right sentence for what you did. <laughs> There's tons of them in our industry, in the nursing industry, and we're not all uh, body beautiful and we're not all looking after ourselves, but there is an absolute glut of nurses that love, I would call it bodybuilding. It is. It is. Uh, I did the fitness model sort of section of bodybuilding. So it's... it's, it's so you're the, thinking the tan and the bikini and the bling and heels. And heels. And big hair. Those, those stripper heels. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which I just, oh my God, I just laugh at. So now basically the fitness model side of things is you don't have to have just as, uh, as big a muscle mass as the, the sort of heading into the bodybuilding categories. And it's yeah. sort of the level of um, muscle um, that you have and then you go up in categories for it. And you can, um, it's... Oh, and, and basically what your body type and style is is best suited for. So if someone tells you what you're meant to be, a bit like yeah. with singing, how you're going to be an alto or a bass. Or... Yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, if you're, you can always work towards building more muscle because that takes a long time. Everyone just thinks, oh, the 12 weeks before you actually get on stage, uh, you lose all your body fat and build all your muscle in that time. And no, you don't. You actually build your muscle in your off-season while you're actually feeding yourself good calories and getting really good training in, and then you try and maintain that muscle while you strip all of that body fat and essentially unveil your muscle on stage. That's pretty impressive whilst working because you, you work less now, but at the time you were probably you were nearly full-time as a nurse, I reckon. And full-time at uni as well and full-time at uni I remember you used yeah. to so this is the life of Sasha back then Sasha Clifton I'd always say you on night shifts was that your main mm -hmm. thing so night shifts so who in God's name can be asked looking after themselves on night shift right <laughs> I've seen these people who go for a jog after a night shift and I don't understand it like but you used to eat like your treat would be a mini Mars bar Oh, that would be off season only, though. Off season, Ooh. it was really, really oh, strict. If I was, if I was coming into cutting down, there was no mini Mars bar. That would be a little treat if I was off season, going, oh, I'll just have this little piece of chocolate, and it will be okay. Yeah, um, but for the greater good of you, just feeling amazing. Yes, and because it can't just be the looking amazing. Do you know what? And to be honest, like anybody who's on those magazines, all of that sort of stuff, when they're doing shoots and having their six pack out and all of that, they do not look like that all the time. They know they've got. No, a I know because I've worked up. with you. And <laughs> my six pack is there under there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> but not there at the moment on show. No, um, you can't maintain that strict dieting all the time. It's not healthy. And you don't feel amazing just before you're getting on stage. You feel so depleted and all you want is a good steak. Yeah. 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 No, no, you, you, I always think, because I've been in, in intensive care as well, which is where we worked, there's a lot of mu muscle wasting going on in a bed. Yes. And a lot of, not all, and we've all got vices, but a lot of people are in beds with certain behaviours that have got them there. Yes. So, like, you can smoke forever and not get, not get. well, you'll always have COPD, but not be hospitalised with it. But, you know, like, yeah. how do you go on when you're so disciplined? I have no judgment of patience whatsoever. I'm just like, whatever happens here to get you here. Yeah. That's a whole life I didn't live. Yes. But when you're so good at self-discipline. I struggle with the concept, and, and particularly um, I was just this weekend gone looking after a 220-kilo patient yeah. and the weekend before that looking after a 260 kilo patient oh. um, who was only in his 20s and you just got to think it just how how but it is Do you know because when I see somebody really enormous for one it is something something if you're not medical or if you've never worked in an area where you deal with uh, incredibly bariatric patients you can't 
it can be as much as they're out walking and then just one day fall over and can't get up again and that's what brings them in so it's all of a sudden you can become too big to hold yourself can't you it just mm. gives up all of a sudden yep, and then it. you're in and then you're in for ages and then it's so hard to rehabilitate them because you get muscle wastage and then you've got to try and get that amount of body weight moving and standing again and as you know it just takes and i don't think how did they get there do you know what i think how easy it would be to get there to be honest i think like i think i eat what i eat tons of veg tons Mm. of fruit i think i understand what you meant to eat and i probably do it 75 percent of the time i drink shit loads like i do and i know that that is a thing but loads of loads of really drunk people are skinny exactly yeah, skinny fat, fat on the inside, skinny, skinny on the outside. <laughs> so I absolutely so so, you, but you so you've got some level of you just going. How does this happen? Yeah, but I think you get to the point too. Well, you get to the point of well, why bother? I'm this far now, and obviously too. I mean, I've, I'm always listening to things and reading things about your metabolism and and all of those sort of things. And your body does switch, and it does actually get to a point where your metabolism has switched off. And it becomes really hard to turn it around, even if you do become disciplined. We could so do with you in our house at the moment. Oh. So my Tom, 16, he's just joined the gym. I've had never to join the gym again. I've had, I've been, <laughs> I I've, remember meeting we, him We in used the to gym. be at the gym together, and like I've done that. I've done that bit of my life. I've given up a few things. I've given up reverse parking, parallel parking. Yeah, that never needs to happen again. I will. <laughs> I will drive around the block again and find something rather than uh, parallel park. And then I've given up running. Like, even if I'm going to get chased by an armed assailant. Even with your new knees? Yeah, it's not even that. I think there's a few um, sort of psychological things that I do linked to being disabled for so long. So the six years of having such incredibly bad knees, I always try and park near things, but obviously not reverse parking. Um, I always take a chair everywhere and I never sit on it. (laughs) Because I, I just think, oh, God, these are going to hurt in a bit, and they never do. I still I, I still haven't. You, you see it sometimes with them really fat people who get skinny, how they still wear baggy clothes, and it's like, you don't have to anymore. Well, you, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like anything it's still... you get used to doing. I don't, I will again start, I do bodybuilding competitions. I'm thinking when I'm 50, maybe make a comeback, as I said to I you. I think you won a few titles, didn't I you? I did, well, I did. So um, you were um, the over 40s... What? So the first... So you can Google her. Google <laughs> Sasha Clifton. Um, there's a few Sasha Cliftons come up, um, but she's the one with a tan in a bikini. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I turned 40, I decided... Well, a few things happened just before I turned 40, um, and this comes back to my career change to kind of digress here. Um, I was living in London. I had left Australia to go travelling for two years and 13 years later I was still in London Mm. um, and approaching 40 and thought, well, I'm going to come home. It's time to, like, I either make my life here or I make my life at home. But if I'm going home, I'm going to be something different. I'm not going back to be a nurse. Yeah. So I didn't know what I was going to do. And then I woke up one morning and went... (gasps) I'm going to be a winemaker. I drink so much of it, I really should make it. Um, See, this is such a divide between, isn't it, just the self-discipline and then just the hedonism. Exactly. I love the side of your life that is complete hedonism, you know, because uh, although it's graft, isn't it? So we'll move over to the winery stuff now. You know, it's like the, the graft 
It's more physically demanding than nursing 260 kilo patients. Um, it does, yes. When you're working out in the cellar, it is. And especially when you're doing vintage, which is 12, 13 hour days, six days a week for about two or three months with one day off just dragging heavy hoses everywhere and up and down stairs and pushing pumps around and digging out fermenters. I didn't need to train in that time. I get my training at work. Yeah. It's great. And so you've... But you've got the other side where wine... To be a good winemaker, to have a good palate, you have to taste, taste, taste. Of course you do. And so when I was getting <laughs> up to... <laughs> of course you do. Um, it's professional development, this is. Yes. Right <laughs> I'm very much liking the one you've bought. This is delicious. Yes. Well, uh, this is a very good label and mm. growing and becoming even more popular. Hard to keep up with its demand. So you sat on the other side of the world thinking, yep. I know that I don't want to do nursing forever. And I've seen you nurse. You don't not like nursing. Uh, You're good at it. Why, thank you. And You're very good at it. I never wanted to get to those grumpy old nurses which just hate life. Which isn't all of them, but there is definitely a physical toll and an emotional toll that I also saw that I was like, I'm going to have to have two jobs rather than do this full-time forever. And some people can do it. Yes. And they're just magnificent. Val Champion-Hughes, which is one of my earlier podcasts, she's just retired after 49 years. She had her last shift last week, 49 years of being an Ian and an RN. She's a hill walker outside of work. But, you know, other than that, work was her thing. Oh, I mean, it does. it's, It's something I can't quite give away. I am. I've got a permanent job. I you have an absolutely viable income in being a winemaker. Yeah. Now. How long has that taken? Um, so it was. I spent five years at uni, not quite full time. It's a four year full time degree, yeah. and because I don't do anything by halves. Oh, um, what is it to know, mate? I mean, there's you know, grapes, there's, there's grapes, feet, just crushing. There's <laughs> you know, there's spitting, there's, there's barrels, yeast. Um, yeah, that's it. No, um, it it. Because it's the viticulture side, it's it's a science, it's agriculture, it's it's a heap of things. And to make life even harder for me, I decided if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it well, and I wouldn't accept anything less than a high distinction. I felt like oh, I go the other way. Oh, I felt like I failed when I got a distinction. I go, no, oh right, no, I go the other way. I do the absolute minimum to pass things that I can. And then in the meantime, of course, I decided that bodybuilding was going to be a thing, because. Why not? Because, again, coming back to the story, I was turning 40. Yeah. Um, so, you know, change of career, came back here. Well, let's get on stage and do bodybuilding as well. Um, won a title, which then allowed me to go to world Australian national competitions and world competitions in Toronto in my first year. And I was That's like, oh, well, so I, can't, cool. I can't do that. Was it first year or second year? Second year of uni and I was like well I can't do that really because well I'm at uni and it's going to be at the time of exams and blah 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 and a little bit too many good things mate too many good things going on at the same time and a little bit like my epiphany when I woke up thinking I was going to do winemaking I woke up one morning and thought well why can't I go to Worlds I'm sure there's a way around it I love that mentality Um, the amount of times I've had to say it to myself today even why not me why can't I do exactly what I want to do? COVID at the moment. That's why I can't do what I want to do. Exactly. 
Oh, yeah, because I'd started saying as well when you were talking about bodybuilding. We're all over the place in this one, sorry. <laughs> they, um, my Tom has just joined a gym. Oh, yes. Um, so he's 16 and he wants to be an elite athlete. He's a goalkeeper. Incredibly skilled, uh, just naturally. However, not an elite athlete. Ah. So he's got the skill. And me and him had a little chat about... <laughs> I said, you know, one of them, oh, Tom, you, you, you're putting in a lot of effort, but... It, you just there's an extra ten percent, and that ten percent I reckon is nutrition and honing yourself to be the very best machine you can be. And he, he as sixteen year olds do, decided it was all my fault. I've been feeding him shit since he was a kid. Um, you know, like I've wanted to eat healthy. I've always wanted vegetables, and you've never given it, which is bollocks. So then I was like, well, you know, it's not me that wants to be an elite athlete. I can eat what the fuck I want. You're the one who wants to be one. You've got to find out what to eat. You've, uh, neither of us have a clue. My husband, who weighs more than I do, uh, said he had to cut out ketchup because apparently it's full of sugar. And we're like, yeah, it's the ketchup that's doing it. Yes. Ke- ketchup for yes, sure. that tiny little 0.1% <laughs> that you put on the rest of you. I know, and it's terrifying as a parent to, to have somebody... So we're not talking about from a looks point of view. We're talking about from having a body that will facilitate what yes. he wants to do for a yes. living. Trying to do that without giving them body image issues or give them bad... Because I, I feel like every bit of information I was giving growing up about diet was wrong. To be honest, that whole pyramid is wrong. Yes, I just feel like every time I learn something, it's like contradicts the last thing I learn. Yes, and it's it's wrong, wrong, wrong. And no. then he's like at the point where he's like, "Well, I'll just do protein shakes." I'm like, "That's not a life." No, you've got to have, and this is again coming from the really strict dieting. That's not something you can maintain, and that's an extreme. And what I do now, because obviously wine can't really be involved in the whole cutting process um, either. What does that mean? Uh, so, so that. That 12 weeks you spend leading up to getting on stage when you're really strict eating, alcohol is a really bad calorie. And it goes... Whilst we were discussing that, I went away from the microphone to fill up our glasses. Which is, you know, (laughs) professional development. Fucking me in these chairs. Oh, my God. I might try and get a video of me trying to get on these stupid chairs. Um, So... It's so bad. It's so tall. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's these contradictions. And, and again, coming back to all of those people that look fabulous on magazines and things like that. And they'll do a cut down before they do these photo shoots. None of these diets that they put on that are like super strict, all of these keto diets, all of them, they are not something that you can maintain long term. And I have a now a really nice, healthy diet where I'm at a healthy weight that fluctuates a little bit up and down, that I can still train really well. I'm not stage ready, but I enjoy life. Life that allows me to once or twice a week, I'll drink um, wine and I'll go out for dinner once a week. Well, it's the start of the week. It's Monday and it's four o'clock. So, Um, yeah. We're burning one of your days. Uh, This is called sort of like props and professional development. It is. I think the thing that that I would love people to get out of this is is loads of young people listen to my podcast, right? And if you feel like me and Sasha did, where you're like, all of a sudden it hits you that, you know, you're all so excited when it first starts. And some of you are excited about career progression in lots of different ways. But some of you are like, I've got to do this forever. 
Oh, and, I felt like and, and you can get very, very trapped in that kind of, well, I've got a pension and I've uh, not a pension, a super. And I've got, you know, this is a job for life and people need me. And, and how do I go back to uni? And it's just letting them know it's so possible. Like it's, It is. It is. And because nursing's one of those things, and again, I say it, I'm finding it really hard to, to let go. Um, I'm only a junior winemaker, so my pay isn't brilliant. Um, it's really disappointing to know that I can just go and do a couple of casual shifts and earn as much as what I would and then a whole week of working in the mm. wine industry. But um, you don't do I do it for a passion as well. But I still maintain one shift on the weekend where I can during vintage when we're working stupid long hours in the winery. Obviously, I don't. And I love those six hours that I go into work and I can give everything to the, that patient and to the ward and I walk away thinking I'm giving in so many ways I make wine <laughs> and I save lives <laughs> and then I sort out the people that have drunk all the wine that's what I do so yeah just know that um you can have a, a, a massive life outside of nursing. I had other family commitments at the same time and you, and you had other freedoms to do what you wanted mm. to do, but either way you can do it. You just have to prioritise and get it sorted. It's like anything, and like your son with training or anything, if you have a focus, and this is what you definitely want, it's like I woke up and said I'm going to Worlds, how can I make it happen? That became my priority and anything else that I thought was a priority over that was less of a priority and I just shuffled around those priorities and I find training without a focus is actually really hard to stick to the same with eating oh, focus is no bother when you want to do something no and the same... when I get to show season like I'm on stage mm. for different reasons and I try and wear a bit more than a bikini and I look ridiculous <laughs> with a tan I have never looked more ridiculous than my wedding day I look dirty if I have a tan I don't look <laughs> I don't look put together I don't look any better but if you love doing something you can definitely find a way to do it outside of work. So let's finish on. You have a, I love you. There's always a new challenge with you. Why not be a fitness model champion, international traveler, a winemaker and a nurse all at the same time? What is, what is Sasha's current new adventure well, that you're locking in on? What's the new focus? My new focus, because I've taken up running more so. I still do all of my weightlifting. Oh, you're doing my running. Yes, I'm, I'm going to take over your running. Yeah. So I still do all of my weight training like I am bodybuilding. I just don't do the competitions and the dieting. But after a back injury and back surgery, part of my rehab... OK, we haven't talked about that, mm. but I did say to her on the inbox, I said, look, if there's anything that I need to know that I don't know, any good stories, and you were like, I said, oh, come on, you must have... You've given a kidney to a patient or you've had an opiate addiction, and she was like, oh, funny you should say that. <laughs> I did spend five months on tramadol until I... Get all prescribed, mate, surgery. all prescribed. All prescribed, definitely all prescribed in my name, and I walked around with a... Uh, TENS machine uh, stuck to my leg while I was trying to work my shifts and for anyone who doesn't know what a TENS machine is often used in um, labour labour it's like a, vib a vibration a vibration it's <laughs> kind of like an electrical <laughs> impulse or something yeah that... it shoots lots of electrical impulses down your nerves and, and confuses it so it doesn't feel the pain so much so I had like a little portable one that I had stuck on my leg and you just push a button for it to start and it'd go for 20 minutes. So everyone had seen me dragging my leg around the ward, just 
pushing buttons on my leg um, to get the tens. Oh, she's going. never heard of work cover. <laughs> um, but just also to, from your health professional here, it doesn't matter how well you look after yourself, you can still break things. So, so where did you break that work? Or uh, that was just a, a oh, well, it was really I blame it on my vintage that I had in France, which really was uh, easy peasy work where you well not some of it was easy it was pretty hard walking up and down those really steep slopes in burgundy with 30 kilos yeah, of grapes like on your back mate. so so she broke it she broke herself in uh, paris and came here and chewed on tramadol for a while you had a, you had a good year <laughs> you didn't shit but you had a good year i didn't no <laughs> i just i came back knowing um i'd put on quite a bit of uh, weight from eating cheese and wine in france and this grew your new challenge so what is so it, a part of my rehab is i took up running and you gave my, up tramadol yes. and i have got off tramadol i'd just like to point good out on you. i am not working under the influence mm. <laughs> yes we are <laughs> yeah. um anyway so i uh, my partner turned 50 this year and he's going to compete in the masters games in perth which is only run every two years in um, sprinting he's taken up and so I've decided that I might go and um, actually try and do the 5k if I'm going over to Perth to watch him so so I'm going to compete in the 5k in the Masters Games I'm seven minutes off their pace at the moment so I've got a bit of work to do I've got to shave two seconds off my speed trial in Crash Bandicoot so um, <laughs> so everybody's got goals and we just need to focus. Uh, we're going to cheers our glasses. Thank you so much for being on The Swab today. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you. You've been listening to The Swab with Georgie Carroll. That's me podcast, but I also have live comedy shows too and I've written a book called Off The Charts. If you want to know more about those things, please hit me up on me socials. I've got a Facebook called Georgie Carroll and I've got an Insta called Nurse Georgie Carroll. I've got a website called georgiecarroll.com. Also, if you've got anybody that you think would be a great guest on The Swab, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening and that's all for today from The Swab.